Hi mamas, it's Fastback Friday. Yes, and this time I'm going to answer again one of our fellow mamas questions and it will be all about fever and colds, what you can do at home and when is it time to bring your child to the hospital. See you inside mamas. Hey mama, welcome to the Mommypedia podcast. Are you a first-time mom who's wondering if you're doing it right? Are you struggling to know how to properly take care of your little one? Do you wish you had a pediatrician friend in your pocket so you can get answers anytime and stop second-guessing every decision you make? I'm Dr. Chad. I'm a pediatrician with two little boys myself and after practicing for two years, I ended up being a stay-at-home mom because my firstborn had a medical condition. Yes, I'm a pediatrician, but I too struggle with first-time mom problems like breastfeeding, my son being in the hospital, and I was battling postpartum blues and self-worth issues. In this podcast, I will be here as your new BFF PA doc is going to be giving you weekly advice on all your first-time mom problems. From that really bad diaper rash to baby isn't sleeping through the night and all the way to feeling lost and overwhelmed yourself, we have got solutions for you. I can't wait to walk this motherhood journey beside as your new dog bestie that you can have in your pocket and there's no need for a waiting room, mama. Just pop your earbuds in and let's talk. Alright, first off, I do have a fever episode which I've done a few weeks ago and that's in episode 38. Please do check on that. I have there what is fever in different age groups and what are the things that you should note about or monitor and when should you bring your baby to the doctor and what you can do at home when your child has fever. Okay, please do check on that. So for this one, I'm going to answer just real quick and I will be focusing more on the fever and colds aspect. I do believe that this question came about because fever and colds really common because of the weather. It's colder already and it is expected. You can also check episode 46 for you know, what can you do or the things that you can do to boost your child's immune system to help their immune system battle the viruses causing the colds. Because my dear mamas, they will get sick no matter how much we sanitize them and how much we protect. Alright, so go check on that also. Again, episode 38 for fever and episode 46 for the things you can do to boost their immune system. Okay, so now let's start. What you can do at home when your child has fever and colds. Okay, the first thing that you should do is to make sure they are drinking enough fluids, especially water. Because you need to keep your child hydrated. Now, how much water should you give? Okay, normally, to stay well hydrated, children ages 1 to 3 years, they need approximately 4 cups of water per day. And then for 4 to 8 year olds, they need around 5 cups and 7 to 8 cups for older children. Now, how much is 1 cup? That's around 200 to 240 ml of liquid. So you can just adjust it it's just an approximate anyway now if they do have fever and colds just increase this normal water recommendation to about two to three cups per day because fever and colds they tend to use up more fluids in the body and which is why you need to make sure that your child is hydrated enough now 
If you want to give other fluids such as juices, fruit juices, milk, yes, you can do so. As for fruit juices, just refrain from the really strong flavors or the really citrusy ones. Although I know they're rich in vitamin C because they might irritate the throat and usually during these times, there's also an associated sore throat. But you can still give them, just not the very strong ones. And also, you can also give apple juice and grape juice. They're more tolerated in my experience, but they also tend to be a lot sweeter than, uh, than the citrusy juices. So what you can do is just dilute them with water. That's what I do to give them more water and less sugar. And yes, milk, you can also still give milk, right? Now, how do you know if they are hydrated? They should have urine output for at least six to eight hours interval. When they're wearing diapers, it's easy to check because you just have to see if they have wet diapers every six to eight hours interval. When they're hydrated also, their lips ain't dry, they're pretty active, and well, they still have tears when they cry. But if you notice that they're thirstier than normal, their eyes are sunken, their lips are dry, these are signs of dehydration already, which brings me to my number two, my second action step that you should do when your child has fever and colds is to monitor for dehydration. The dehydration, or this is a fluid loss, it can develop in children with fever and colds. Now, signs of mild dehydration, it could be just slightly dry mouth, a little bit thirst. The children who are mildly dehydrated, they do not need immediate medical attention, but, okay, but, don't be chill, they should be monitored for worsening signs of dehydration. Because mind you, dehydration is really dangerous, especially for kids. They easily get dehydrated. Now, if you see signs of severe to moderate dehydration, like decreased urination, no tears and crying, really dry mouth, sunken eyes, cool and clammy hands and feet, you know, the baby is restless already or very weak. Now, please do bring them to the hospital right away immediately as soon as you can this is important so be, please do take note on that now if for mild dehydration you can treat this still at home you can actually give oral rehydration solution or the ors and how to mix that it will really depend on the brand or the type of ors that you are buying so just follow the instructions that comes with the product that you're buying. As an off-the-record rule, for less than two years old, 50 to 100 ml of ORS, you can give them in small sips. I, I usually give it in droppers, dropper by dropper, and until it, you know, it is consumed. But do not be surprised that your child might not take it as willingly as you want them to, because it's normal. Now my kids are don't eat, don't take it also as willingly as I want them to. So what I do is I usually mix it and have it in the ref and make it really cold so that by the time I give it to them, it's more tolerable. Now just try it for yourself. <laughs> it's more tolerable when it's really cold. Okay. Now for more than two years old, you can give 100 ml. And for more than 10 years old, you can give as much as they can 
tolerate. Okay, so that's for mild dehydration. Third action step that you can do at home is use saline solution nasal spray and nasal aspirator to relieve stuffy noses. Okay, during these times, they're prone to have clogged, stuffy noses, you know, because of the colds. And it's giving them trouble sleeping because they cannot breathe properly. Now, what you can do to relieve them is first, please do not give them any decongestant syrups. I was never a fan of that. I still am not a fan of that. I never gave any decongestants to my children. What I use instead is just a saline solution for nasal spray. I know it's hard to administer this to toddlers. So if my toddler doesn't want this, I nebulize with a saline solution instead. So here's what you can do. How to clear your baby's stuffy nose. You can just lay your child on their back and then spray two to three sprays into each nostril. And then you can just turn your child into their stomach to help their nose drain. Okay, just have them roll over. And then just wipe a tissue or a cloth around the outside of the nostril to draw the fluid out of the nose. You can also use nasal aspirator or suction bulb to help clear the mucus from your baby's nose if they're still babies and they don't know how to blow the mucus out of their nose. My, my fourth action step for you is to use or put Vaseline gel outside their nostrils and this is so that the mucus coming out from their noses, it won't irritate their skin because the tendency is it keeps them touching the skin outside their nose and the mucus is a very potent skin irritant. So that's why you notice that the, the skin outside of their noses gets inflamed, it gets red, and sometimes it even gets infected. Okay, so, so as not to irritate the skin around the nose, you, you can just put Vaseline gel around on the skin outside the nostrils to prevent skin irritation. The fifth action step for you is to check how fast they're breathing because if your child has trouble breathing, please do not hesitate. Bring your child immediately to the hospital. Now, what is the normal breathing? It actually differs for the different age groups, but as a general rule, less than one year old, more than 60 is already very, it's already fast and more than a year old, more than 30 is already also considered fasts, okay? But I'm going to show you the different breathing rates for different age groups and I will be posting it inside the community. So if you aren't part of the community, do click on the link below so that you will be included inside the Facebook community for first-time moms. It's actually the first-time mom support club. And the sixth action step is to give them food that they like and be creative in giving food because normally during these times, they do have decreased appetite. <laughs> so during these times, you know, soups and softer foods, they will be your best friend when giving food to your kids. So for me, I find that arroz caldo or congee for some with chicken soup <laughs> is a fave of ours when my kids are down with fever and colds and it's really tasty as well and it's really rich and you know really rich in nutrients as well aren't eating at all and they're also vomiting then yes bring your child to the hospital if they are 
The seventh action step that you can do is to continue to breastfeed. If you are still breastfeeding, well, even more so now, they need the antibodies from your breast milk to fight off them viruses, right? The eighth action step that you can do is to give them vitamins. They're not necessary, right? I want to emphasize that, but for my, in my experience, I do give them. I do give them vitamin C. I give them zinc and probiotics also, okay? Again, it isn't necessary, but I give it for support for their immune system. The ninth action step that you can do, I know this is a lot, but well, when your child is sick, we do need to do a lot as moms. The ninth action step that you can do is to check and monitor for other symptoms. And if they're not getting better and it gets worse after three days, time to see a doctor or bring the child to the hospital. Okay, one last thing. If your child has fever and colds, but is still actively playing, eating, doing his own thing, no need to bring to the doctor, no need to bring your child to the doctor. But if, again, the fever lasts more than three days, it gets worse after three days, they're not getting better, go see a doctor. Okay, just to recap, what are the things to know when you should see a doctor? The first is when you see signs of dehydration. The second one, when the child doesn't take in food and is vomiting. The third one is breathing is faster than normal and this child is having difficulty breathing. Okay, the fourth one is fever and the colds. Now it's getting it's it's getting worse. It's still it's still high after three days. It's not getting better after three days. And yes, those are the things to note when to see a doctor. Now also to recap, so for cold specifically, what are the things that you can do? Have them drink plenty of fluids. Next is give them food that they like. Be creative in giving them. Then continue to breastfeed also. You can also give vitamin C, zinc, and probiotics if you want, though, though not really necessary. And then how to clear their stuffy noses. Use saline solution, a nasal spray, and nasal aspirator. Then put Vaseline gel outside the skin. Then monitor for dehydration or any worsening symptoms. Right? Yep, that's it, mamas. Those are the action steps that you can do at home when your child has fever and colds. And those are also the things to note when to bring your child to the doctor. All right, I hope that helped you. And let me know what is the action step that you want to do and what is your favorite. <laughs> do post that inside the First Time Mom Support Club. It's a Facebook community of first time moms. And not necessarily, we're not all first time moms there. But there are also moms there who have already four children, but it's really just a community of moms helping each other out. So do join that. If you aren't still part of that, please click the link below this episode. There's a link there. And if you click that, you will be led right into the group. Also, you can also share this in your stories in Instagram. Do tag me at Mommypedia Podcasts so we can help more moms as well. Before I forget, again, there are two more slots for the free new mom survival coaching. It's still free. Again, it's still free for now. By the end of November, it will be ready for a cost. So grab that. And how to grab that, just email me at mompreneurmd.docjet at gmail.com. All right. Until then, mamas, I hope to see you in the next episode. Love and light to you, mama. <laughs>